Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Bowl season is here. Brad, we had uh, the Army-Navy game on Saturday, and now we have a whole slate of holiday madness to get into. I'm excited. This is one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, this kind of close to March Madness for me here. I, I watched the majority of the bowl games. Big time. And we got some really good matchups uh, coming up here. Uh, but before we get into all that fun, uh, let's go ahead and recap how we did in those NFL games last weekend. It was a crazy weekend. Yes. In the NFL, uh, starting with the Green Bay-Cleveland overtime game. I would have never thought that game was going to overtime. Right? But Those poor Browns. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay wins 27-21. Uh, they pushed the spread. It was a minus six. You and I both had Green Bay. Um, so we'll both take a push there. Push is a win. Seattle-Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, 30-24 to victory at home. So that surprised me. Very impressive. Very. But what's crazy is Seattle even had a little run in them, and Jacksonville still kept them at bay. Blake Bortles is playing out of this world. He is. This is. I mean, would you go as far as to say this is the best he's played in yeah. his career? Yeah, because uh, even when he put up better stats – uh, two years ago, those they were garbage winning. time. Right, Garbage time stats, they lie. But uh, he's playing great football right now. So in this case, uh, you and I both had Seattle plus three. They surprised us. Uh, so that was a loss on both sides. How about that uh, fight at the end of the game? Wow. I mean, some bad No suspensions there. happening. No punishment. Surprising. The, wow. the NFL is kind of going all kinds of directions with, yeah. these, <laughs> with these punishments. Uh, another good one, Eagles at Rams. Uh, we did hear the news about Carson Wentz. Sorry, um, Carson, to hear that, man. Yeah, but in the meantime, uh, Foles comes through and uh, anchors uh, or lets the defense do their thing because the Eagles won 43-35. Late defensive touchdown. Helped out a lot of people in fantasy. It sure did. Um, didn't matter here in the spread. Eagles were plus two and a half. We both took that on the road, and that was a win for both of us. Bing, bing. Uh, and lastly, how about the Vikings going down to the Panthers? 31-24. They were three-point favorites. A loss for both of us. One thing I want to say about this game. So we've been talking about the Panthers not having a running game. <laughs> that was nipped in the bud. That game, Jonathan Stewart went insane. Is Jay Over 100 yards. 10 years younger? Three touchdowns. He was running like a machine. Um, and, and the Vikings, they just had an off game. And that, Case Keenum got shut down by that good pass defense. So. It's going to happen. It was two of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah. So we were both 1-2-1 and one in those games. Uh, but uh, in the NFL, over our last 17 games that we've agreed upon, 11-4-2 against Not the bad spread. at all. So we are definitely uh, finishing this season strong. And we'll look to continue that this week. But before we get into the slate of NFL games, let's go ahead and uh, – Look at some bowl games. Let's go. We're going to start with our favorite place, Las Vegas, the yes. Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, we will be there in January. Super stoked about that. So we have Oregon versus Boise State in Oregon's land, 7.5 points. What a great matchup. What a great way to start our our conversation about college football bowls. Big time. Exciting. It got me thinking back to those uh, non-conference games these teams played back yeah. in 08, 09 when uh, – I can't remember if it was the first or second game when Blunt punched oh my out God. one of the Boise yeah. State players on the and field. I, I, at the time, I didn't even know who LeGarrette Blunt was, and then he ended up getting drafted by the Bucks. I was like, oh, we got the punching guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that so, was great. which way are you going here? Uh, I'm going with Boise State plus 7.5. And, and – my reasoning, I'm going to use this reasoning twice in our conversation today, but Willie Taggart leaving, that might be a shakeup. I do think Oregon is going to pull out the win here, but I think they're going to have to 
come from behind or it's going to be a close game because this is a different coach, different coaching style. And I, I just think that's going to be a big tell, telltale right there. And Taggart leaving after just one season, I mean, I think that is going to make a difference. Yes. And and it's like you said, we are going to talk about this uh, with with a few of these bowl games we're going to be talking about. Yeah. There's a lot of coaching uh, shakeups that happen before the postseason now. I'm on the same level with you here. I've got Boise State covering, but I've got Oregon winning the football game. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, that's me yeah. too as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Justin Herbert uh, is the X factor because when Oregon plays with him, they average 52 points per game. When they play without him, they're only averaging 15 points per game. I thought that was pretty surprising. But as far as the offensive and defense's uh, numbers here, very even on both sides. They're a very similar team. Um, I just went to similar games. Uh, let's look at the Washington State. It was two different, two different, totally, two totally different games. Boise State losing in overtime where Oregon got whooped. And I, I don't know. I, I think the coaching change is a big thing to me. And just look, I just think Boise State is a better team. I know Royce Freeman's out there running his, running for his life, playing great. But you just have a two total, two totally different teams, and then let's look at look at it on paper. They're even, right? Yeah. Boise State comes in with not only a better record, but they have the secure coach, and that's going to play a difference. Mountain West champions, another ten win season. Yeah. And you got Oregon that I mean they're looking they're you know they were already in rebuild mode. Yeah. So kind of left stunned. So it's basically the perfect storm for exactly what we're talking about is that Oregon does have the talent. Yeah. Um, but Boise State to cover, I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable. Uh, Oregon in their last 26 games, 8-17-1 against the spread. Wow. That tells me that Vegas is still hung up on the old Oregon. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, and, and it's no different here with a 7.5-point spread. Yeah, that's, I think that's a lot. And I think so, too. Normally when you see a, a higher-ranked team come in and they're getting 7.5 points, they're showing them no respect. Especially in a bowl game. Uh, I was going to point out that I find every year in these bowl games, there always just seems to be surprises. The teams that yeah. you don't think are going to show up, show up. Uh-huh. And the teams that, you know, think you're going to show up, then they don't. It's All stats are out the window because we're, we're playing in neutral site locations. Yeah. Um, these kids are on vacation. And I think this comes down to it where Boise State wants it more. They have more to prove. Oregon – they made it to a bowl game. They they're right. rebuilding. They they that's their brand. They're rebuilding. And Boise State, they I, I think they're gonna, they're going to take this uh, not the game, but they're going to cover the spread for sure. So we're in agreement there. Uh, let's head over to one of my other favorite cities yes. in the country, the New Orleans Bowl, North Texas. Uh, the Conference USA runner-ups playing, uh, I believe, the co-champions of the Sun Belt, Troy. Yeah. Um, they were uh, they were co-champions with Appalachian State. So, uh, and one of the best defenses in the country. Yes. they uh, No team has scored more than 25 points on Troy. Here, for me, this was a tough one, right? Because I know Troy is a better team. Yes. But North Texas, they've been playing some solid football. And you look at Jalen Guyton, uh, their wide receiver. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. So, I, I've, I'm going to admit it. I haven't watched many North Texas games. Sure. But I did watch the North Texas versus Southern Mississippi game uh, just because I do have ties to the Southern Mississippi area. My man had 14 receptions, 211 yards. If he puts on a performance like that, I don't care how good your defense is. Yeah, and uh, the offense has been there. Yeah, for them, uh, it's 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 just been the defense. Yeah, before um, before they lost to FAU, they were on six straight wins for um, North Texas. But with that being said, I have Troy minus seven. 
I do as well. Okay. Uh, Troy, a six-game winning streak. They're outscoring their opponents on that streak by an average of 22 points. They beat the spread in three straight games. Defense holding opponents to 17 points per game this season. I just don't see it in the stars here for North Texas. They're coming off a 41-17 loss in the Conference USA title game. Yeah. And it's like you said, Troy's the better team, and I think they're going to prove it on the field here. With that being said, too, North Texas also lost, got whooped by a team uh, in FAU that they played already once. It's like you couldn't figure it out. You guys played them early in the season. You got beat. You got destroyed. And I was looking at best wins. Who had the bigger wins? Uh, Troy with that LSU victory or North Texas beat Army 52-49. to And I, I'm leaning towards Troy with that LSU victory. Definitely. Solid win for North Texas. Army's had a great season. Yes. But that performance against LSU, you could say anything you want about that game, but that was a legit victory. A legit victory. For the Trojans, I mean. Yeah. And they and they ended up having a great season. Uh, their fifth-year senior quarterback, Brandon Silvers, uh, heating up. And um, I have them winning the game uh, 31-21. Yeah, I have a comfortable victory as well. That's... I don't think this one is going to be <laughs> – this one's going to shock a lot of people. If if North Texas puts up more than 21 points, I'll be surprised. So It's fun talking about Group of Five. Yeah, it is strange, actually, kind of. Well, let's move over to uh, the most unfair bowl game, uh, the Boca Raton Bowl. Completely. What, Are you like, what a mismatch. Me? Mismatch on field, and they're playing in Boca Raton where <laughs> FAU is at. How, how, did, how did Lane Kiffin get so lucky? And I don't know what Akron was thinking about. There had to be another invitation yeah, like, that you could go to. Maybe they wanted to prove themselves. Um, so we got FAU laying 17 points. And I, I've seen uh, in some places they're even favored by as much as 24. Yeah, I saw 23 earlier today at some sites. That's crazy. Because I have, I have FAU 45 to 20. I think it's, there's no chance that Akron has. We're on the same page here, 38-17. Um, you know, Acker coming off a, uh, I believe it was a 17-point loss to uh, Toledo in the MAC championship game. Yep. FAU uh, has a healthy Devin Singletary. He's rushed for 100 yards and two touchdowns in four straight games. And Akron is one of the worst teams in the country against the run. It's crazy you say that too, right? And Devin Singletary is fifth for most touchdowns in the season. And it's, it's crazy because... Um, I'm going to swing this one here. I'm going to wing this one. But I think FAU is like, it's either sixth or third in the nation in rushing yards per game. This man is having a tremendous season. Do you think he's going to be one of those names we hear often on Sunday? I think so too. And and it's funny that you bring that up because I was thinking about this as I was looking at this game. This is a guy who could easily make his way onto the scene. He's got the brand recognition now. Thanks to Lane Kiffin. Yeah. A phenomenal season with 29 rushing touchdowns. On a very talented FAU team, he's he's getting attention. Yeah, and uh, when I was looking at that list, the uh, top ten list, most of those guys who who have had the great careers, besides you know like the uh, Ricky Williams and uh, um, Barry Sanders, most of them came from little schools. And here's another player who's doing great. How about Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. So I think that the home advantage is going to be way too much. Another thing that I was reading here. Um, so, guys, we do have a, a Twitter account, um, Best the House. I was on there, you know, snooping around some Lane Kiffin stuff, and they are praising Jason Driscoll like he's a god. I've seen the hashtag, Jason's better than Jeff. And Jeff is in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that Akron stands a chance. One thing that, that was holding me back at first 
was Akron's only lost um, four games by more than 17 points. But they got blown out in those games. It's not they just lost. They got destroyed. Right. And they finished the season strong. A surprising victory over Ohio got them in the MAC title game. But FAU, man, 9-2 and two against the spread in their last 11 games. Yeah, I like that stat a lot. Kiffin just turning the entire program around in one year. Hats off to him. Okay, so let's picture this. We're out there, and we're, we're going to put good money where good money's at. So F, FAU's only won 10 games. Well, only, I'm not, not saying I like discredit them, but they've won 10 games, right? Nine out of those 10 games, they beat their opponents by more than 17 points. There Can it I is. Say easy cover? That's all you need. Easy cover. So let's move over to uh, the last bowl. This one was the biggest head-scratcher for me. Um, it is the Miami Beach Bowl. Louisiana Tech versus Southern Methodist University, and we got SMU getting a uh, giving five points here. Brad, I went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, first of all, we got to talk about the coaching change at SMU. Yep. So Chad Morris is going to Arkansas. Strange hire. hire for me. I think it was. <laughs> I think it was a good hire. You think it was a good hire, or good I, for him, or good for Arkansas? I thought it was good for both parties. Okay. After the whole Brett Bielma fiasco, I mean. Yeah. They couldn't. Um, I mean, they couldn't sign Malzahn. Malzahn didn't want any part right. of it. Right. SMU's been a consistent program. They yeah. don't play defense, but that's 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 what was I was looking at. It was like you're gonna hire a coach who who's notorious for for not putting a defensive performance out there. Go to the SEC West, where all the teams have great defense. It's kind of weird. I, I don't think they. It was a a match made in heaven. Good hire for them to to get a coach, especially since their number one target had no. No desire to go there? Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, let's be real. Arkansas does not really have their pick of the litter these days. No, definitely not. Um, so who would you end up going with here for your victor? So I ended up uh, – I liked SMU to win the game. Okay. But it's going to be close. And I like Louisiana, Louisiana Tech to cover plus five. So I've got I've got SMU winning 34-31. I have – oh, man. This is tough. So I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Um, I got SMU minus five. The only two games that are making me pick SMU. So first let me start with the Louisiana Tech games. Okay. Louisiana Tech lost to South Carolina, UAB, and Western Kentucky all by one point. Three bowl also, teams. Also lost to North Texas by one point. Another bowl team. But when I watched SMU versus UCF, that was – the telltale for me that this SMU team just get them on get them in the, on a neutral field, they can they can wreak havoc and I don't have a score prediction for you, but I, for some reason, this is what I said I was going to say this part again. SMU will be inspired by Chad Morris leaving. The players are going to be there, showing that they have something to prove. Yeah, and uh, their new coach Sonny Dykes, it's been confirmed he's going to coach the game, which yeah, helps, which I helps mean, that helps, helps with the transition. Time. Um, so uh, there you have it, SMU five and two in their last seven games on grass, which is another weird, Ooh. weird stat. Okay, well, they're also one and six against the spread in their last seven. Yes, they're giving up an average of forty nine points per game in the past three crazy. games. Crazy forty nine points per game. So because I was going back and forth that uh, Louisiana Tech doesn't score a lot of points, but against this SMU defense that they will. Yeah. Uh, La Tech seeking their fourth consecutive bowl victory. It's a, this is a sneaky good matchup. It is. It is. But uh, let's just put it this way. Louisiana Tech does not have Jeff Driscoll. Um, and, uh, man, I'm drawing a blank right now, but they also do not have the great running back 
who graduated last year, rookie. Crap, I'm sorry to let you guys down, but Louisiana Tech had a good running back last year. Um, so we'll, we're we're torn here. We'll see what happens. What if Louisiana Tech wins the game? Wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, five points is is not much, and like you said, we're in bowl season now. Anything could happen. Anything goes. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our college football picks. Up next, we will have our NFL breakdown and underdogs of the week. All right, so let's uh, move over to the NFL. The first game we're going to talk about is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles defense (laughs) versus the New York Giants. (laughs) All right, and speaking of that, uh, I'm going to see how you're feeling here. I don't think there's much to talk about. An eight-point line with how badly the Giants are playing right now, I don't think it matters that Wentz is out. No, it doesn't matter. going to do just fine. It doesn't matter at all. That's why, I, that's why I started out like this. I'm putting my money on the Eagles' defense minus yes. eight. <laughs> yes! I think that was clear, 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 clear that Nick Foles only has to go out there and throw minimal picks and maybe throw a touchdown. Just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I didn't know that the Eagles' defense is number one in rush yards allowed. The Giants already don't have a run game. Their quarterback is struggling throwing nearly double-digit interceptions. And I'm glad you brought up the, the rushing yards per game allowed because the margin between number one and number two, they're giving up 71 yards a game. I think number two was like 84. Yeah. I mean, the Giants, just so much drama this year, and I'm just shocked by the line. I am. Yeah, I'm shocked by the line too, and um, it, it hasn't moved much. And I think what they were starting um, to notice is that Carson Wentz was fueled by his defense. And I think Nick Foles is going to do the exact same thing. I mean, just look at it. This team is fourth in yards allowed. So how's Eli going to do anything? Third in in interceptions at 16. How's Eli going to do anything? Eli lost his four primary receivers. Yeah. You just don't come back from that, especially when you have a bad offensive line and no run game. And on the other side of the ball, the Giants defense ranks number 29 in passing defense. Number 31 in rushing defense. Foles is a competent quarterback, you know, and this goes back to the conversation of you've got to invest to make sure that you have a good anchor yeah. as your backup. Yeah, just because in the NFL you, you, you just don't know. Do you think we're going to get 2013 Foles? I don't even think he needs to be 2013. Foles. He doesn't. He needs to be. God, he needs to be 2017 Case Keenum, 2016 Sam Bradford. That's all he needs to do. That's better. That's yeah. We don't need much. My score prediction for you here is 26 16. 13. Yep, same Philadelphia thing. Eagles. Yeah. Same, and, uh, same story. I think the Giants might get a touchdown or two, but mainly mainly field goals. So uh, let's move over to the next game. This one's another interesting injury game that we have to talk about. The New York Jets versus the New Orleans Saints. Saints are laying 15 and a half. And at first, I was unsure of why they were taking so much stock in Josh McCown. Yeah. But after thinking about it for a while, I mean, we got Bryce Petty coming in here against the Saints secondary. Bryce Petty has thrown twice as many interceptions as he has touchdowns. This is Sounds about right. Bryce Petty's time to prove himself. But unfortunately, his first game by himself, you know, he's the, the, the announced starter, is against the Saints. How are Robbie Anderson and Jermaine Curse, who have put together some pretty decent seasons, you know, how, how are they going to respond to a new quarterback? Um, yeah. Alvin Kamara uh, looks like he's going to be cleared to play. Yep, he's in concussion protocol, but I didn't see it. But I, just looking at the two different hits between him and Mixon, uh, Kamara wasn't like 
as damaged. It's like you said, Mixon got <laughs> Mixon got laid out. So, but um, one thing to me, um, first of all, sorry, McCown, broken hand. He was gonna play through it. They said he needed surgery, but this was huge, a telltale. The Broncos suck. The Broncos are god awful. Defense is good, but they lost twenty three to zero to the Broncos. They only gained six first downs. They had 100, 100 yards of total offense, and better stat, never once made it to the red zone. The Saints are at home. In the Dome, I mean, I've got them winning this game handedly, 31-7. to Yeah, similar to my score, 35-10. to And, I mean, you're taking the number one offense and playing it against a, a mediocre, at best, defense on the road makes them even worse. I think it's going to be... Simple and a bounce back game for Drew Brees. Look for him to make a statement. And the Jets' defense, uh, they're ranked number twenty-seven against the run. Kamara and Ingram are going to run all over him. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a. a and the Saints have back. lost two or three, so they're looking to bounce back. Yep. This is a perfect time. Uh, you and I both have the Saints playing in the Super Bowl. Yeah, correct? definitely. I I have them winning the Super Bowl, so I, I got a little more a little more stock invested. They are tied for the uh, NFC South, coming out of the the toughest division in football. One thing that I, I do commend them is they're owning the tiebreaker because they beat the Panthers twice. So that's a good tiebreaker to have. I, I think it's easy, easy cover. I, I don't know why people would be afraid of this. And I, I was uh, went online to check, right? I think it's like 45% of the betting public has the Jets covering. I think it's because this is a sucker line. They expect you to take the Jets yeah. plus 15 and a half. Don't do it. Don't. Stay away. <laughs> Stay, Stay away from Bryce Petty is not the answer. Stay far. This is no different uh, than when uh, it was a couple weeks ago. Was it the Patriots against the Dolphins? Yeah. At home. They were 16.5 point favorites. Won the game by 17 points. Yeah. It's another situation. And this is this is even worse because I know that uh, I know that the Patriots played Matt Moore, but I still thought Matt Moore I still think Matt Moore is a better quarterback than Bryce Petty. So, Absolutely. Bet the house on this one. Uh, let's move over. Let's move to the game I really was excited to talk about. The Chargers versus the Chiefs. And this line's moved so many times that I want to clarify with you. The Chargers are a two-point favorite? Yes. Okay. I, I just last checked, uh, and they had them at they had them at a one-point dog um, as of, like, four hours ago. Okay. I mean, we're going back and forth. I'm taking minus two charges. We'll talk about that. You are. Okay. Well, I was going to say we're, we're, we're going back and forth. It's basically, it's basically, basically going to be a pick em. Yeah. It's the Saturday night game in Kansas City. There is no doubt that the Chargers are playing like one of the best teams in the league right now. Oh, four wins in a row. Four great wins in a row. What they did to um, Kirk Cousins, they shut him down. I, I don't even know if he had over 200 yards of total offense. 30 to 13 or something like that. It's... Wow. Chargers defense. I just have so much confidence in the Chiefs at home on a Saturday night. This is basically going to decide – I mean, it's going to decide the leader in the division. They're 8-1 against the spread in their last nine games against divisional opponents. Okay. 4-2 and two against the spread in their last six games at home. And I understand that they're not playing as well as they were in the beginning of the season. Yeah. They bounced back a little bit last week. Uh, Kareem Hunt had a great game. I've got them winning this game, 24-21. I think it's going to be close. I've liked the Chargers all year. You can ask anybody. I'm a huge Phillip Rivers fan. But at home on a Saturday night, 
one of the loudest crowds in the country. I just have a good feeling about Casey. So my thing here is I wanted to pick Casey, man. I got money that they're gonna win that they're gonna uh win the AFC, but just small money on it. But I can't forgive their losses to the Cowboys, to the Giants, to the Bills. They've lost six of their last eight. It's understandable. And what's crazy is Alex Smith has to go up to the third-ranked pass defense in the league. They're not even giving up more than 200 yards per game. I, I, they Okay, Kareem Hunt is a far better ru- rusher than uh, Samaj P. Ryan. But Samaj P. Ryan ran for like 58 yards last game. And I think Kareem Hunt might squeak out a 70-yarder. But he, he's going to need big games. Alex Smith's going to need big games from Kelsey and Tyreek Hill if he wants this to be any kind of game. I think that Kareem Hunt is where the direction this game is going to go because the Chargers are allowing almost 130 rushing yards yeah, a game. Yeah, they are. Um, that's been their weak spot. How about on the other side of the ball, is Keenan Allen going to ball out again? Yeah, he he was relatively quiet last game, and it, I, it wasn't his fault. They just didn't need him. Uh, I mean, you're beating your, your opponent by 20 points. You don't need to be tossing the ball around. Um, I'm just going to let you know I have Chargers minus 2, 24-20. So we both have very similar scores. Yep, just going different, either just way. Different horses in the race. And it's I think okay, it'll come down to the last, the last few minutes. Yeah, uh, I like what Lambo's doing out there kicking. I like what Bucker's doing out there kicking. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, this does come down to a field goal game. I was gonna say I was so happy that we started with uh, those two easy covers because man, this Chargers Chiefs game, I went back and forth. Yeah, and can I? I, I just want to go ahead and, and say this. So everyone was dogging Darrell Rivas saying that. He wasn't going to be able to come back. So Darrell Rivas played, I think it was like 95% of the snaps on defense. And he only allowed one pass. When quarterback, when the quarterback was throwing towards Darrell Rivas, it was close to 43. They had a, were throwing with a 43 QBR. Congrats, Darrell Rivas. Have yourself a day. Big time. Big statement. Yeah. For him. I don't have that stat written down. I just really wanted to talk about it sure. because – he proved everyone that there is still some fight in the dogs. I was a huge fan of Revis Island back in the oh, day. Oh, yeah. I mean, he played for the Bucks. Shut down corner. Godly. So let's move over to our last game. This is another one that I went back and forth. We got the Los Angeles Rams versus Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks are, getting, are giving one point here. Seahawks minus one. I feel like we're sitting here talking about the Los Angeles Rams. I don't think there's been one week where we haven't talked about the Rams. Just a fun team to talk about. And then how about Seattle? This is our third week in a row talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I've gone with the Seahawks the last two weeks. I'm going with them again here three weeks in a row. I'm going with the Seahawks as well. I'm a little surprised by that. Well, my reasoning is I I thought this was a toss-up. So I I didn't put a team down um, until literally last minute. And – when it comes to a toss-up, you got to see who has the home game. Seahawks have a home game. They, that To play in that stadium is going to be outrageous. Four o'clock. Four o'clock Sunday game. Sunday night. They're going to be loud. The Rams have not lost back-to-back games all season. Does, does that concern you at all? No. It doesn't concern me just because the Rams – last time the Rams played the Seahawks, that was in L.A. And the Seahawks beat the Rams 16-10. Big time. So let me ask you this. Are the Rams on a decline? No, they're not. Are, are, I think it's just more that they're getting into the tougher part of their schedule. Yeah, yeah. They're just they're competing in these games. And, my God, they played great against the Eagles. They did. Eagles' defense is no joke, and they did everything in their power to stay in the game. And they were in the game until that last 
last couple seconds. And they had a few people show up to that game. Yeah, they did. It was a pretty good crowd yeah, they, in the Coliseum. Finally. Finally. So I do have a – I'll give you a score prediction as well. I have Seahawks winning 23-20. I like it. I got Seahawks winning 19-14. And I talked about him last week. I talked about him the week before. I'm on the Russell Wilson train right now. He has accounted for 32 of his team's 33 offensive touchdowns this season. He's the man. The man. He is the man. One thing that did concern me a little bit, and I don't know if it's concerning or question, there's something to question, the Seahawks are not the same defensive team. They, They're not, and the injuries are a big part of yeah, the reason they why. They are not in any of the top five major defensive stats. The Legion of Boom is no more. The Legion of Russell Wilson is what it's going to be called. And they're still winning games because of the elite play yeah, of their quarterback. He's playing great, great football. And I'm super stoked to see uh, you know, see him go out there and ball and see what happens. All right. Shall we go ahead and move on to the dogs? Yeah, my favorite section, the uh, the doggy dogs. So, we did good last game. Last game. Two out of three. Both of us. That's pretty impressive. You had Arizona plus three. I also had Arizona plus three over uh, Tennessee. Tennessee sucks. <laughs> uh, yep. For two weeks in a row, you called San Francisco. Yeah. Plus three, the Jimmy Garoppolo effect. And for the final time this season, uh, military money, Army plus three. That is the third time Army has. I don't know why why they keep uh, dogging them. But yeah, the Army showed that they're the team. They are the best military That was team. a fun little Army-Navy game in the snow. So you stand at 77 points, a little more humbling uh, than before. I am at 50.5. Okay. So I've crossed half 100. Going to pat myself on the back. So we'll go and switch it up this week. I'll go ahead and start with mine. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, you and I were talking about this earlier. Uh, a little tricky, a little trickier to pick the dogs this here. This is really tough. So. Especially because there weren't a lot of NFL lines that I liked. Uh, but lo and behold, I went with two NFL games. Let's go ahead and start with the Cleveland Browns. Picking plus up the win. seven, picking up the They're win. At home, too, at right? home. Yeah. At home. Ravens coming off a heartbreaking loss God. in Pittsburgh. Heartbreaking. And they're still looking for their first one. Of the, I mean, it's going to come. They're competitive every single week. They're so close. They just need a closer in there. They just need to close it out. So I, I like that plus seven. And but before I go into my second dog here, I will admit that this is partly because I'm from Cincinnati. Oh, God. Don't do it. But I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, God. It's just going to, to depend on which team shows up because oh, I no. have watched two very different Bengals teams this year. I saw a Bengals team almost beat the best team in the AFC. Okay. The Pittsburgh Steelers two yep. weeks ago. Yep. And I've seen the same Bengals team lose to the Bears at home, 33-7. Oh, man. But they are 11-point underdogs. Against the Minnesota Vikings, also coming off a loss. Let's go Bengals. On the road, right? On the road, yeah. On the road. Oh, my God. I see Andy Dalton getting picked off twice in that game. Keep going. You just sure, no, away, it's okay. It's all right. Go ahead. And number three, the Camellia Bowl. I'm going to take Middle Tennessee State plus three and a half over Arkansas State. Okay, that, that's respectable. Um, that's so I'm going to go with mine and just call me a flip-flopper. I got Boise State plus seven over Oregon just because the value's there. Uh, the line was at 220 um, on Odd Shark. So I like that value, whatever. 
The next one, we're going to go ahead with the flip-flop again. North Texas. Why? Look at you. That line was even – that money line was even bigger than that. Both of those – let's say let's say I bet on both of those. All I need is one to hit. I'd have doubled my money. All right. So I like it. You're going to go the spread one way, the money line the other way. Yeah. Yeah. If I do it on all those games and the spread hits on both, I break even money. But if the spread hits on one and the dog hits on the other – then your boy is walking away, doubled his money. So next, last game I'm going to go to, not a flip-flop, a game we did not talk about. And the only reason I'm saying this is because the Bears gained some confidence with Mitchell Trubisky. I have the Bears over the Lions at plus 6.5. And, and that's, dude, Matt Stafford looked like, I was at that game versus the Bucks. looked like crap. He, he's still hurt. Like, I don't care what he's saying. He looked bad. And uh, so I'm going to go Bears over the Lions. The Bears are looking good. So, guys, thank you for listening to our episode. Our website is now live, uh, www.besttheHouse. If you guys are shopping on Amazon, please go to our website first because we are always about the affiliations. I'm going to go ahead and toss this out there now. We are also looking for sponsors. Uh, so shoot us a line. There is a contact us page on our website. Um, or you can go ahead and drop a line on our Twitter or Facebook. They're both Best the House. Really cool to see the website up there. Good to hear. www.bestthehouse.com. Yeah, there's a, there's a donate page so you can donate there sure is. to get us some equipment. If you're tired of the way we sound or you just want to see us succeed, there's a donate button. Anything helps. And have fun in Michigan this week. Yeah, I'm It's going to be Michigan, cold as balls. So, uh, so. I'll be freezing and I'll be sitting close to a fire. Take care, you guys.